Hello and welcome to Maestro Conversation with Priya. I'm your host Priya Mishra and today I have a very special guest, Mr. Peter Prin. He's the director of Hall Chartwick. Hall Chartwick is one of the largest and most experienced accounting group in Australia servicing clients in every major capital city and many regional centers in Australia. Nationally, Hall Chartwick Week is an association of independent firm that can combine the experience and skills of many partners and staff. Our uh, director today is also very much associated in a different country and they are actually in action uh, since 2016. If I'll talk about Mr. Preen, um, he has been in as an profession by accountant for 40 years now. Um, and he all grew up in a Melbourne in 60s and a relatively mm -hmm. modest home. Uh, now he has, you know, he lives with his children and uh, his wife in Melbourne and he's actually um, operating his entire office from the Melbourne, but he all is very active in India and US and other global part of the country. In 2000, uh, he commented my current law uh, initiated as a CEO accountant with child work and developed a skill set in assisting foreign companies um, establishing in Australia and over time develop, uh, you know, different uh, strength and network group uh, to help businesses to come here in Australia and uh, help them handhold them to um, take their journey in Australian market. Um, I have always admired him. He's a very uh, uh, fulfilled, you know, uh, achiever. And he actually loves, if I'll see his personal side, had outside interests, you know, um, committee boards, charities, you know, he also made strong interest in uh, family history and goals. So today, help me to welcome Mr. Peter Preen from Halchak. Hello, Peter. Thank you for joining in and welcome to my show, Conversation with Priya. How are you doing today? I'm good and it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for accepting my request. And it's a pleasure and an honor to be have you on my show. I would like to start with a very interesting question, which I know many people would have been asked you. How did it started your company, uh, your journey as you know, in your finance area? How, how this all story started? Okay. So I've, I've been a, an accountant by trade. I don't do much accounting these days for, for 40 plus years. Okay. Um, I've been with Hall Chadwick where we are for the last 20 plus years. Prior to that, I've worked in industry, other professional, even had my own practice and the public service. Um, when I joined Hall Chadwick or its predecessor firm, I basically came on as the firm's accountant and CEO. I fell into international work where we were looking after companies coming into Australia. Um, over time, we started to develop a, an interest in India. Um, essentially, we were doing some back office work via India, and um, we saw the size of the market there over the last eight years. We've been trying to develop that market, um, probably been backwards and forwards half a dozen times at this time of year is the time I'm normally there. So my Facebook memories are always filled <laughs> full of traffic photos and other photos from India. Um, and that's been fairly, relatively successful. It's a long journey, but we've been, um, you're never going to get instant results. Mm. But it's, yeah, so that that's the journey of where we are now. Great. 
Right. So you started as an accountant and then you uh, way up uh, and you are now founder of the company. I mean, you are also the part of the company now. You are a partner or you are- I'm a director, a director of the company. So the um, as well as the India, I'll look after the IT, the um, HR I've just handballed, um, all the systems, um, right. oversee the administration, oversee staff about 12, so it keeps me busy. <laughs> Very interesting. So in your journey, what, and from here to India, how was your experience? I know you you are actually very active in India and also, of course, Australia. I, I heard you are also uh, active globally. So you help businesses go global. Yeah, so we've, we've been helping businesses globally um, for the last 20 years. Um, our firm has always had a strong international affiliation. Um, with officers all around the world. The only rule we run by there, if I've got someone looking to do something, say in Brussels, I'm not going to refer him to the Prime Global member in Brussels unless mm -hmm. we've actually met him. Right. So we attend a lot of the international <clears throat> conferences and that sort of stuff, basically to build up those relationships. So if I'm going to refer to, the, say, the accountant in Brussels, I'll only refer to them if we've built some form of relationship and I've got a level of, yeah, level of understanding. Sure. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing that for, for a long time and um, it's a lot of right. work. Yeah. Right, right. But uh, for international market, you need uh, like global cultural understanding as well to build that, you know, business and not just building the business or creating a company. It goes way beyond then that helping people on the ground level to actually start walking on the zone they or, or the area or the country they choose to go to. Yeah. Um, so you, it, it's it's not an easy, uh, you know, entire process is not easy. And there are a lot of understanding gap as well, because from when people are used to say, for example, I'm used to Australia and I'm going back, going to US, I need to adopt to the news, new legislation, new process, new, you know, everything. But and the, the last thing people always ask is ask us is the tax advice or the um, or that or that sort of thing. The advice they want first people coming into Australia is they want contacts. They want who do we contact? What do you know about the jewellery industry? I'm doing something with the jewellery at the moment. Um, yeah. What contacts have you got? What research can you give us on the industry? And the same goes when our clients are going overseas. Hmm. The tax and accounting is important but it's the second thing they want. The first thing they want is introductions. They want to have someone on the ground over there who can do the same as we do, hold their hand through the process. And, and that's what we facilitate. Right. And like people say, your network is your network. So yeah, it is. that True. helps a lot. And uh, I've been talking to you for a while now. We met in um, Angie Chamber, but... Yeah. Our journey has been also together quite quite very interesting. Um, I I heard like I I really admire your philosophy. You always talk about you know own your own mistakes. You know like people are going towards doing x amount of act. It can actually lead to different mistakes, different errors, different failures, and yeah. then. Um, I would like to hear more about it. I really, I was really fascinated by your philosophy there. Okay, so we all make mistakes. Yes. We all do it. So if you make a mistake, 
own up to it straight away. One of the things I've always lived by is my honesty or my integrity. So if you're honest, you make a mistake and you own up to it. People believe you. They understand. They they have a greater trust in you. If you don't own up to it, you're losing. You're losing the trust. Um, so owning your mistakes, we all make mistakes. The idea is you learn from them. And then the philosophy I have with my with my team, if you make a mistake once, you know what? It's part of the learning process. Mm-hmm. You make a mistake twice, it can happen. If you make a mistake third time, either I haven't ta- taught you properly or you're not understanding it. But right, right, yeah. right. So I mean, of course, if you're not learning from your mistake, and it can also lead to everywhere, like you know, whether you are starting a business or your life journey or your relationship, yeah. it, it happens everywhere, right? So it's it's a very very interesting you know how uh, how do you, people think that you know it's, there are so many people that are scared of doing mistake how how would you lead to them you've it's a hard process you've you've just got to, they've got to understand you try and let them know that that's how you build integrity your mm-hmm. reputation's what i hang my hat on mm-hmm. so if people can believe everything you say is is honest um, and you, you own your mistakes when they happen, then you've, you've got a greater level of trust and integrity. I think the, the other thing that comes out of that is what I call know what you don't know. So if, if I don't know the, um, capital, the capital gains tax issue um, result, arising out of that, the sale of that home in India, I'm not going to advise on it. I'm going to tell whoever it's not my area of expertise. I'll speak with someone who knows more about it and we'll come back to you. Um, but don't pretend to know what you don't know. And that's where a lot of people do mistake because they, I mean, I believe it's insecurity or it might be some kind of a fear uh, lead to them that, you know, they don't want to let things go and they want to keep them happy. But if you're not, if you're not aware of something, then yeah, be upfront to say That's that, right. you know, I don't know, but I know somebody who knows I can guide you through. As um, you said before, now you have a good network. You, mm. If you've got that network and, and people respect, that they've engaged you as a specialist in whatever area you're in, and you're not going to know everything outside that area. So yeah. you know, yeah. I, I'm not a specialist in that area. I, I'm not qualified to give the advice on that. I can tell you broadly, but let me speak to someone who knows the area properly, and I'll come back to you with definitive advice. Right. And I always believe if you are offering advisory, it has to be in your area of expertise, not sure. where you are not confident in or near yeah. you. Half knowledge is not good anyway, right? Sure. So that's that's my, uh, you know, I always like that approach and your integrity concept. Like, you know, if people don't have a business in integrity in the business, they are not being honest. They are not mm-hmm. being honest with their own. Uh, people and the working there. So how how do you lead your customer um, to believe in you when they start brand new? So because they have a lot of questions, they have a lot of you know insecurity when they come to the new country, new new process. How do you actually ask them and and be, let them believe in you to uh, entire process? Look, especially especially when you're dealing with overseas um, customers. Your first two meetings, I get to know you. 
That's all they are. You might gather a bit of information, but both both sides of the equation are getting a feel for each other. Do I trust this person? Is this is this person believable? So, providing you're always honest, it'll come through. Um, there'll be some who don't want to deal with you. Well, that happens. But um, yeah, so your your first one or two meetings, especially. It's just about that get-to-know-you factor. Am I comfortable dealing with this person? Uh, and as long as you understand that and that things yeah. aren't going to happen on the first meeting, you'll always be good. And isn't it is vice versa? Like, you know, you you trust me, I trust you. Because it's like, you. I also, if I'm doing offering a service to somebody, it's long-term relationship. It is. So if you are offering that long-term relationship, you also need a right person in the team, right? And, you know, it's, it's a teamwork, right? Any, mm -hmm. any process is a teamwork. So if we don't trust each other, then it's not going to be a very healthy environment to work with anyway. No, so you, all, you've got to, you need to have that trust and respect for, for, for each other. Mm -hmm. um, and as I said earlier, you, nothing's, that takes a long time to build up. As I said, in the India market, where we've been working. We've been working that for six or seven years, eight years. Um, a lot of that time is building up those relationships and they don't form instantly. You've, you've got to nurture them over time. Right, right. And I always say, it's you know, my slogan is let's create evangelist for you, but before that, you know, let's build trust, you know. And yeah. so you can't build trust before, you, you know, creating the evangelist. They can only you can only advocate whom you trust that you know, right. if I'm going to give my client to Priya or Priya can give my client, her client to me, then of course it has to come from our relationship, mutual trust, and that has to be exchanged uh, to the next party for sure. When it comes to, you know, your company is all about more finance and setting up company. And also, do you also help people to go in a revenue growth model? Um, it's not my cup of tea. It's not my area. I have some people, including the last year, that will work with. Um, so, as I said earlier, a lot of it's about contacts. Um, so, as far as the growing the revenue side, say for the jewellery thing we're looking at at the moment, um, we'll introduce them to someone who, who's strong in the marketing in that area to, to help them out on the ground in Australia. And, and that's that's very interesting because they, that's, again, it comes back to your previous approach that you actually created your own network people where people can yeah. reach out to you. So the people who wants to reach out to you, they will be reaching out through you. How do how do you get your client or how do people find you? Um, normally by referral. Mm -hmm. So it can come through, we're a member of various overseas chambers who we, we see quite quite a lot so it'll come from there could come from our network of accountants around the world um, or it can come from a referral of a client we've had brief dealings with i had one client in um he was out of pittsburgh i think right and i said where did you where did you get us from he goes Oh, my accountant referred, my accountant um, gave me your details. Oh, what's your accountant's name? He told us your accountant's name. Never heard of him. And we hunted through our records. And we found that that accountant 
had sat through a 10-minute interview with another client about two years ago and he remembered our name. So um, every interview you do or every meeting you do is a marketing exercise. Make yeah. in three years, yeah. Yeah, and that brings to my uh, our uh, last communication when we were a couple of uh, weeks ago when we were chatting. Um, it, you, we were talking about that how any any relationship you build today, it might not be you know giving you the instant outcome, right? It might not be giving you referral today or tomorrow, but it might turn out a long term you know relationship can bring something from out of somewhere you you don't even think or imagine of. So. Keeping the relationship is so important with the people who are not giving you today, um, isn't it? It is. I was at a networking seminar or one of those networking functions we all go to. And this young kid, I call him young kid, he was probably about 25, come, came up to me and said, hey, how many sales you made today? Mm. I beg your pardon? How many sales you made tonight? I said, tonight's not about making sales. Tonight's about meeting people, building the trust, building the relationship, and hopefully out of tonight, um, there'll, there'll be a few people there that we meet, we start a relationship with, and once the trust is developed, then some work might flow, but nothing happens instantaneously. You've got to build the trust and respect. Yeah. So is it fair to say that your style of doing business is more influential than actually hardcore sales? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, you influenced me on many ways, to be honest. We have been, you know, not directly we are working towards, but we have been working towards on the chamber side. So yes. it's been an interesting journey. We met a lot of good people on a different we occasion. Do. Yes. Um, and a lot of people admire, admire you in the chamber itself. And, you know, they always talk about it. And it, it reflects the kind of personality you are and the work and the help support you bring, the people you are sharing your knowledge is the biggest gain what I have found so far, you know? I have to hire you as my sales manager. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure. Uh, but yeah, I have been uh, finding that very interesting approach. I am a very uh, sharp observer. So I like to observe and I always notice what exactly you do in the process when we are, you know, meeting mm. instantly. Last time when we were doing the present, you were doing the presentation in the ANG chamber, you have actually talked about how India and uh, Indian can actually approach an Australian market. Would you like to shed some lights on that? Um, look, the, the first thing I'll tell anybody from overseas, whether it's um, India or America or wherever, if you're going to come to Australia to, to do business, it's not the same as India or America. Come here, get your feet dirty is, is what we always say. Get a feel for the culture, get a feel for the way we do business in Australia. You, we can tell you that the cows come home um, all about the culture and, and doing business in Australia. But you're far better off to spend the money, come out here, meet the key players, and you'll get a, a far greater feel for the culture and the, and the way of doing business in Australia. Um, I think I've, I've spoken a number of times about the, the, the differences, that, and there are st strong cultural differences between India and Australia. Um, even though we both speak English, in, yeah. 
in both countries, whenever I am in India, I always have an, uh, an Indian with me uh, because the accents were often so strong and you'll, I didn't understand. <laughs> um, and it's the same when, the Indian, when um, an Indian speaking English comes here. Um, people tell me I've got a broad Australian accent. I find that hard to believe. But... Um, <laughs> They struggle sometimes with their broad Australian accent. So if they've got a someone they trust with them, it mm -hmm. just helps them through the process. They can walk out of the meeting and say, I didn't understand that. And they uh, and you know, it's all explained. So wherever you go, you make sure you have that trusted advisor with you on the ground. When I first arrived, yes, I did struggle when my first week. But yeah. then I literally started spending a lot of time watching, you know, Australian music, listening Australian radios and all. And yeah. like wherever I was going, either I'm listening radio or watching YouTube or watching movies or something. And it took me two weeks. Uh, I always believe you have to put the effort. If you really want to be accommodated, you need to put that effort to that, you know. You a lot of people come, you know, talk about it, you know, that, you know, it's it's hard this and that. And the year passed, they are still complaining the same thing. And I always question that is how much you put your own effort. Yes. Right. Um, and it's it goes to the other way around. Like a lot of time I make when I used to make call, I still sometimes struggle. The other side, people on the phone, you know, in the call center support and all, they don't understand. And I always believe we are living in a multicultural country. We all should know how to put the effort to actually support each and every one. You do. Yeah. yeah. So you, you need to take the time to understand the, the culture. Um, you know, the way we'll speak to a, a woman in Australia is far different to the way you speak to, to a woman in, in, um, in India. Um, in India, I've just got to get used to the fact that my name's Mr. Peter. It's not Peter, Mr. Peter, it's Mr. Peter. But it's those little things, you just get used to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of time, uh, Aussie always, when I introduce to my team member, they always say, sir and ma'am. And they, they said, no, no, you can call me, you know, by, by my name. And they are not able to change their habits. So I say, just leave it like that. Don't worry. <laughs> Look, I always say with, it, with any new client, it's Mr. Smith or Sir or Ma'am until they say, call me Bob. Yeah. yeah. Um, until then, it's Sir or Ma'am or Mr. Smith or whatever. Um, yeah, and that's, I've always pushed that with my team. It's address them formally until they tell you it's okay to call them by their first name or their nickname or their shortened name. And it's fair to say that it's a understanding the culture context is very important if you are working in an international aspect and international market, I believe. It is, yeah. What would you say to conclude? How, um, you know, what will be your two cents advice for the people who wants to start in a, a place to the big place, especially for people who are coming from, you know, from overseas to Australia, what will be the two cents for them to be prepared for this particular market? Um, one's a very general one. It's names. Um, just whenever you're going into a meeting, learn the names of the people you're meeting with and make sure you don't forget them.
nothing right. nothing worse than forgetting prayer. Um, nothing worse than, than forgetting. And people respect the fact that you've you've, you've taken the night you, you've taken the night time to remember their name. Um, look them in the eye. Too often I see people talking like this. They're they're reading something else or they're playing on their phone. When you're talking with somebody, whether it's Australia or overseas, eye contact. That's how you build the trust and relationship. Yeah. Um, and no matter what meeting you're going into, do your research. Don't go in unprepared, not knowing anything about the company. Or if they've sent you a um, 10-page blurb, take the time to read it. Nothing more annoying than a prospective client has sent you a 10-page blurb telling you all about the company. And you start asking questions about if you've read the document was on page three or four. Right, right. Very, very interesting. So before we close, um, you are very active on LinkedIn. Uh, people can reach out to LinkedIn, social, other social media, and of course your website, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. So all the details will be given below in the description. And thank you so much for joining in today, Peter. Thank you. That's Peter. okay. Thank you. Good luck. You. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.